Hey baby, welcome back to another episode of the Heels Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Amber Kenny. And baby, if you are not already following us on TikTok and Instagram, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Heels Podcast. And if there are any episode topics that you would like to hear, definitely leave us a comment on either one of those platforms so we can talk about what you want to hear. Tonight, I'll be sitting down with our licensed therapist friend, Miss Quila Jones, and we're chatting about our relationships to mental health how we're staying on top of that, and moving from a place of surviving to thriving in the year of 2022, baby. Miss Quila Jones is also going to be providing us with some low-cost or no-cost therapeutic options for those who maybe are not able to afford therapy right now because we definitely all need to take into consideration our mental health with everything we have been through in the last two years, baby. So in the meantime, baby, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hilt Podcast. I am your host, Miss Amber Kenny, and today we have the lovely Quila Jones. Shaquila, excuse me. Let me let me get it right. <laughs> This, this lovely lady is our therapist, um, our therapist friend. She is an actual therapist. So we're going <laughs> to ask her some questions. We're going to talk to her about uh, mental health. It's the therapy for me, sis. It's the yes, honey. Listen, how are you doing? First of all, I am doing well. I am super excited to be here. And oh. thank you so much for having me as your guest. I am super excited. Um, like you said, yes, I'm a real therapist, but you know, I always got the therapist friend title too. So, <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, Good. life. <laughs> Girl, life. honey, it's, it's, it's all in the episode topic, honey. It's the therapy for me honey okay we gonna we're gonna delve into all of that shout out to all of our listeners real quick if you're not following us on instagram go ahead and hit that follow button the hilt podcast follow Yes, yes absolutely so let's jump into what we're talking about today let us not delay any further let's talk about what we're talking about honey it's the therapy for me so miss quila as a therapist, what do you think is the biggest concern regarding mental health today? I actually get that question more often than I want to admit. I can understand. But one of the biggest concerns right now that I see in the mental health field is mm-hmm. affordability. Yes, um COVID has came through and definitely gave us some more accessibility, but there is still a huge issue with affordability of therapy. Talk Um, about it. One example, you know, that I am recalled very quickly when we talk talk about concerns in mental health is for say a company has just giving y'all a little insight of how these things go when you call and ask a therapist, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, are you taking my insurance, et cetera. Um, when you're going with some of these big agencies, um, they are contracted with some of your insurance companies. So for example, let's just say insurance A, they have a contract with insurance A and their contract is to charge $160 for that individual therapy session. Well, 
that agency may have an out-of-pocket fee of $60, but what are they going to charge you? They're going to charge $160. So when we talk about affordability, even though it may be cheaper for me to see you out-of-pocket, I'm still going to charge you that good old maybe. I see that so, so, so very often wow. in the seeking services of mental health. And it, when I say it floors me, like it floors me. And then, you know, people sit back and say, well, you know, people have insurance, you know, they should be able to go get mental health services. It is not as simple because even as a therapist, if you were telling me I have to pay $160 or $120 every week mm-hmm. to see my therapist, I can't afford that. Like that's $500 yeah, no. coming out of my check each month for mental health services. I can't and that's afford a lot. that even as a therapist myself. Yes, right. that's a lot. Definitely a lot. So my biggest concern that I see often all the time is just the affordability of mental health, mm-hmm. um, mental health services, whether that be inpatient, outpatient, um, whatever that may be. Yes, absolutely. Some listen, we don't talk about enough how therapy is a luxury being oh, able yeah. to go to oh, see yeah. a therapist. So many of us could benefit from therapy, but not everybody can afford that luxury people got kids exactly people gotta keep their lights on people gotta eat so imagine having to decide between paying 160 dollars to go see your therapist every week and keeping groceries in your house i'm going with you know we're going with groceries like we're going with groceries and then and hope i don't have a mental breakdown this week like right exactly in the grocery store having a mental grocery store grocery store exactly 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 so I think we like you said the mental health is a luxury and it's sad that it's coming to a point where this luxury is going to be a mandatory situation the way that we are experiencing society right now the yeah. way that we are all in the middle of a pandemic Absolutely. this luxury is going to be mandatory for people like mandatory so then you know that's a whole nother rabbit hole I can jump down about what happens when people aren't granted or have the accessibility of what they need and yeah. that mental health is going to become very necessary yeah those therapy is a necessity already so mm-hmm. you know yeah. I I know how I have been experiencing the pandemic. I can only talk Mm -hmm. for myself and, you know, other people have experienced this pandemic as well, you know? Yes. So Mm -hmm. it's overall has had quite a mental toll on us because you essentially have just been forced to sit with yourself. We've been inside. So, you know, where you can where you could before, you know, run to the store. This was very early on where you could run to the store to kind of avoid what you were thinking about. You had to sit with yourself in this thing right here. And, you know, a lot of people are uncovering things about themselves that they didn't even realize was going on. But when you get in that quiet place, honey. And I think you hit 
home very much to, we were able to go to the grocery store, but let's think about, like you said, early pandemic time, people were able to go to the bar and grab a drink to drink Mm -hmm. away my issues, drink away my sorrows. And again, we were forced to sit in that isolation, forced to sit in that moment of whatever I have going on, whether that be mental health or whether that even be, you know, because there was also domestic violence spikes during COVID-19. Yes. So that whether that be a whole nother topic of, you know, the abuse that they're having to sit in, like yeah. COVID-19, the pandemic, it, it has done a huge, it has done a huge, like, just. It's uncovered well, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. To everyone's mental health. Even, even, you know, even us as therapists and I, yeah. Girl. yeah it's done a huge a, a huge thing to our all of our mental health I I can compl- I can I can only imagine like what you as a therapist have gone through in this pandemic honey like what has it been like for for you on the other side of things like you <laughs> are the service provider what has mm-hmm. it been like for you ah uh. Speaking from my personal experience, that's all I can speak from is my experience as a therapist. Mm-hmm. It has been hard, um, hard in so many ways. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I face is pre-COVID, guess what I did? I got up in the morning, I went mm-hmm. to work, I left the house, I yep. came back home, yep. disconnect. Now my office is in my home. Yeah. So there is no disconnect. I wake up, I go to my desk and I'm sitting I'm right there with my therapist right I feel here with my desk like there's no in the beginning I can say I've gotten better at this now but there was difficulty in learning how to disconnect because I'm not walking out the door and coming back in right. I'm now in it 24 7 regardless of if it's 9 a.m in the morning or 7 p.m at night mm-hmm. I'm having to be there the entire time as a therapist like there's no switch off and on as it was when we were able to go to the office so that's been one of the biggest challenges is that disconnect piece Mm -hmm. Um, another one of the challenges is just also me experiencing the pandemic as a personal like as a human yeah so taking off my therapist hat and then me having to experience what the pandemic looks like for me. So mm-hmm. having that challenge of, okay, I'm worried also about my health, but I also got to be worried about my client's health. I got to be worried yeah. about their mental health. Okay. I'm also worried about my mental health. Okay. I got to be worried about my client's mental health. Again, that disconnect piece became so incredibly important. During right. I also, uh-huh. So I was going to ask, like, so how do you care for yourself as a therapist? Like, what what does your self-care routine look like? Okay, so self, I'm glad, self-care, that, that, I'm going to say self-care in quotations, because it's now <laughs> become, it's now become this phenomenon of, oh yeah. my God, self-care, self-care, self-care. I love self-care, don't get me wrong. Right. But we have put these parameters on what self-care should be. Mm-hmm. Self-care is going to get my nails done. Self-care is going to get my hair done. Self-care is so much more than that. Yes. Self-care is also healing. Mm-hmm. Self-care is also understanding I need to go to sleep before yes. two o'clock the next morning so that I can be well rested and my body 
is cared for. Not yeah. just, I go get my nails done. I, you know, you know, <laughs> I take bubble baths on Sunday. Yes, mm-hmm. that is also self-care. Don't get me wrong at yeah. all. Don't get me wrong at all. But it's so much more than just that fantasize of the monetary of what I do equals my self-care. If yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so self-care to me, like I play tennis. So I have to do something outside nature is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So I am making sure I'm heating the courts in the warm months. Now it's getting cold. So, you know, girl, I don't do a lot of the cold weather like that. But <laughs> I'm at the point to where I'm making sure I'm getting outside, making sure um, that I am actively engaging my brain in something else. Yes. So engaging my brain in something else that's intellectual. So tennis, you know, anybody knows anything about tennis, it takes a little strategic planning to know how to hit the ball here hit it to get it to this position across the court, getting mm-hmm. it over the net, all that good stuff. So something that engages my brain in a totally different pattern versus Absolutely. the therapist's brain that has to turn on. Um, so for me, I do a lot of that physical activity, making sure that I'm getting in, you know, a walk in the morning, getting in some type of personal reflection to my own life, um, making sure I'm engaging with my friends, making sure I'm engaging with family. Yeah. All of that for me is self-care, outside like I don't even look at getting my hair and my nails done anymore self-care like that's a necessity now. that's a necessity like, good, exactly you know? so, right it's becoming a necessity now so making sure that I am just engaging in whatever feels good for me mm-hmm. is what self-care is about when yeah. I talk about self-care you know uh, and you just make such good points about self-care because I do feel like we have commodified self-care mm-hmm. So where it's like, I have to, the thing that kind of strikes me as like a self-love coach, you know, the thing that strikes me, honey, is when people be feeling like they have to schedule in self-care, but Mm -hmm. then it almost like when you work, 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 and that's your thing, like you are a workaholic, that's what you, that's where you get your high. It's almost like a chore to schedule in Mm -hmm. self-care. And so that's why I think it's so dangerous that we just kind of, um, we, we box in what can be considered self-care. Like you were saying, there are so many things that can fall under that category going to going on your like going to sleep going to sleep yes this hustle culture got people like all out of yeah. and now we're yeah. realizing we're learning now that hustle culture is not the wave like at all because you know it's there are different levels of productivity so I think it's so yeah. interesting that you made that point because it's it, that's so true that's so mm-hmm. true how we like automatically will think about self-care in a certain way and not realize that doing everyday everyday things that feel good to your body is self-care washing your dishes is self-care yes. your house it's, is self-care like yes. that's self-care yes 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 it is and we like you said we put a box around that self-care but we also have to mentally change our cognition which therapists mm-hmm. know all about yeah to what is self-care for you like right. you got to change that mindset because a uh-huh. lot of people we have like you said grew up in that I won't say grow up but we come to that era where self-care is getting my nails like you know all that stuff mm-hmm. scheduling that time like all of that but change your mindset 
I'm washing my dishes today and this is going to be how I self-care for myself because yes. I didn't allow my house to look like blah, 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 blah. Right. Or it's- I'm making up my bed every day this week. Uh-huh. Okay. So that I can have a fresh start. Exactly. That's also self-care. Like it doesn't have to be this. I go on $5,000 trips. Like that doesn't have to be self-care. No, that is, that's like, not the only type of self-care. Like making sure your house is clean makes you feel good like it's what makes you feel good yes self-care what's caring for yourself yes Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is caring for oneself and I I love that you said that um so it's Quila it sounds like you have like some some different complex views as a therapist so like (laughs) What is your ultimate goal as a black woman therapist in America? Honey, honey. <laughs> as the, it's in the so it's so interesting you frame it as a black woman therapist. Yes, because ma'am. I just I just I just I mean to be to keep it real with your listeners, honey, I uh-huh. just look at myself as a therapist, but yeah. I understand that when I show up for my clients, I am mm-hmm. a black woman therapist. Yes, and especially for my clients who are also black, like they're like, oh, like you the representation matters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Representation matters. So it's so interesting that you frame it that way, because I never think of myself that way at all. But that's exactly what I am. Anyways. um, <laughs> So to the question, what keeps me going as a therapist, my goal as a therapist I have always been in the helping profession since I was like 14, 15. And um, I say that because I started a nonprofit in high school for helping uh-huh. other young girls, like first generation college students, um, girls who are also experiencing teenage pregnancy. I've always helped. Like, huh, I've always just been there. So my goal, I've always said, if I have one person one kid, one adult, one mm-hmm. sen- senior, like you know, geriatric patient, any person like that to say, because of you, Miss Jones, because of you, Quila, mm-hmm. my life changed for the better. That's all I want. Like I will be able to leave this earth a very successful, fulfilled human being. If yes. I just have one person to say, because of you, my life turned out differently. Because of you, I was able to go down another path. Because of you, I got the support that I needed to do A, B, C, D, and E that I never thought I could do. Mm-hmm. That and is have you that, have you had that experience so far? Good question. So I get experiences very close to it. Wow. Um, and honestly, sometimes I get experiences that are that, but I don't believe it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that I, because I still don't, again, that t- like, I don't see myself as like this therapist person. Like, you I'm see just yourself Quila. as Quila. I'm just Quila. Look, I'm going to shout out real quick. I'm just Quila from Goldsboro. Like, you know. Hey, shout out Goldsboro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't see myself as I've had some of my mentees come back and say, you don't know how much you have inspired me. You don't know how much you mm-hmm. pushed me to that next level. But I still don't believe it. I'd be like, me? That's Why such a rewarding feeling. Like, I'm just kidding. Like, n- not me. Like, not me You, sis. All. You. 
So I've never been asked that question. So <laughs> sitting back and sitting in that, I'm like, am I like, is is that goal needing to be checked? Like, I don't know. Like I'm, I've never been asked that question and I've never thought about it until just now. So like, I'm over here almost, almost in tears. Like I've had moments like that. I've had yeah. those conversations. So do I need to check that box, girlfriend? I think like, you sis. need to check that box, sis. I think that's, what, I think that's what needs to happen. By the end of this interview, you need to check that box. Because you have inspired me. Like, you never know oh. who are inspiring. There, there are so many people that you come in contact with, and you could do one little thing. Yep. And then you have changed the trajectory of their entire week, the trajectory exactly. of their entire day. So, honey, please take the compliment. You... <laughs> Let's get Love that you. imposter syndrome up out of here. All right, honey, that's a whole nother. We're going to have to, uh, that's a whole nother topic podcast. We're going to have to circle back lot. one day about imposter syndrome because she need to pack her bags. <laughs> like, because it's, 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 it's too late. It's too late in the game for that now. We need to be our authentic selves. We are you not are anybody but our self. That's a whole. <laughs> whole, whole, nother, whole nother episode okay <laughs> listen okay <I> <laughs> listen let's talk about tiktok okay TikTok, TikTok, okay you know that's where i, yeah, I girl, live. that's where you flourish i love to see miss amber kenny low on tiktok honey. i appreciate you sis You're welcome. You. for those of you that don't know quila is also my line sister so yeah <laughs> we we speak to each other <laughs> as if we are talking to our line sister because we are because i am and per so listen queen we let's talk about tiktok we can talk a little bit about TikTok. Let's do it. TikTok Let's now see. is filled with like an abundance of knowledge. Like, yes, it is. It is overflowing with information. Yes. And part of the information that is overflowing is therapists who have taken their practice and they've begun to give free uh, therapeutic information yeah. on TikTok. Now- yes. I personally have benefited from a lot of it, but I've also become overwhelmed by a lot of it too. Yes. Yes. Okay. So how do you feel about therapists uh, providing those types of services on TikTok? And then my, the, the second part of that question is, do you feel like there's an influx of like people Mm self-diagnosing mental illnesses Mm -hmm. or things of the like? from listening yeah. to their favorite TikTok therapist? Mm-hmm. Good question. I mean, we cannot talk about anything in this day and age without bringing in social media. Like yes. we cannot discuss one thing without understanding the influence of TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, all of that. Um, the new discord that my kids are teaching me about. Like, you know, we cannot talk about anything without talking about social media. So I like TikTok. You know, it's my little self-care that I do at night. I scroll, <laughs> get um, lost. Try to learn a little dances, honey. Like I've been trying, okay? Um, so I do see TikTok being so um, 
providing of information, mm-hmm. whether that be mental health services, whether that be medical information. Like I've seen like some stuff up there. I'm like, okay, let me try this detox, honey. At the same time though, right. I feel as though we have to be cautious. And yeah. when you say, I'm gonna answer the second part, the question first. Okay, so yeah, when you girl. talk about when you talk about how do I feel about the, you know, self-diagnosing of mental health illnesses, to be completely honest and to be very transparent with your listeners, I am seeing an influx in that. Wow. Um, I have my clients that come to me and say, Miss Jones, you know, I think I have borderline personality disorder. Oh. And y'all know, I'm a, I'm a real therapist. Like, you know, I'm definitely a very clinical therapist. Don't get me wrong, but y'all in the back of my head, I be thinking like, girl, you are okay. You are perfectly fine, sis. Like, right. we are good. We are making progress on your goals. Like, again, don't allow that backtrack. I'm gonna back up. Okay. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be mistaken that I do not hear out my clients because I do hear my clients. And as right. a therapist, any therapist listening, they also know we are assessing our clients continuously. Every word they say, every comment they make, every body language in our sessions, we are continuously assessing. So right. if I feel like my client does have borderline personality disorder I'm assessing for that I probably picked that up before my client picked that up right um so in that sense yes I will validate my client acknowledge my client all of that but on the flip side I do feel like a lot of this some of this I won't say a lot some of these um self-diagnosis situations with mental health is becoming um influx like I'm seeing a lot of that yeah so and my clients will reference and say well I saw on TikTok blah 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 or I saw on Instagram I and I relate to these two things that I saw exactly exactly and I'm like narcissistic personality disorder honey so BPD you name it all of that all of that all of that MDD all all of the acronyms yeah. throw it out at me BP all of that all of it and I, let that. me be clear we're not making a mockery of any of these um not at all. cluster B personality types um we're not making a mockery of any of these mental illnesses not at we're all. more so uh we're more so talking specifically about people who have self-diagnosed And they are now feeling anxiety surrounding these diagnoses and, you know, they don't fully understand uh, what it, what it takes to be diagnosed with something like that. Exactly. Exactly. And we have all done it. I've done it. Y'all know, especially with COVID, y'all know. Y'all know we quickly get a little, our chest start hurt and we get a little cough, cough because of our sinuses, girl. I pick up my phone quickly, like, do I have COVID? Okay. Like, we, we have all done that part. But just like Miss Amber stated, if you feel as though you are experiencing any type of mental health um, symptoms, any type of mental health issues, yeah. come to the professional. So when my clients do come to me with like, Hey, I think I'm experiencing blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I literally, I'm gonna tell y'all, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a different kind of therapist, and my <laughs> clients love it. I will literally pull out my DSM five, and I will walk with them I... through. Like, do you have this? Do you have? Because I want my clients to understand right the difference between 
the difference between that, I don't even know if there's words for that, but the difference between that feeling of, I see so much of this, I'm now conforming to it versus is this something that I really have? Or is this something that I'm really experiencing? But I see so much of overload of information on TikTok of this, 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 this. And now I believe I have this, this, this. Yes, girl, it's every other video. And algorithm on TikTok is on, honey, it's on flicky, flicky, flick. You click one button and I'm on, I'm telling you, I'm on something totally different. But I want people to... I want people to, again, be cautious in all of this social media. I agree. Um, And understand there's pros and cons to everything. It's pros and cons to, I mean, looking at TV. It's pros and cons to scrolling TikTok. Like it's, I want people to be cautious and be not as so quick to self-diagnose. Yeah. Because guess what? We are all struggling at this moment in this Mm -hmm. pandemic. We are all going through things. I know you guys see memes and TikToks and it says everybody's going through something, which is completely correct. So just because I have a couple of days of where I don't feel like getting out of the bed, don't be so quick to diagnose yourself with major depression. Yeah. Don't be so quick to do that. Yeah. Give your, I, I tell my clients all the time, give yourself grace. Yes. Give yourself a break. Give yourself grace. Cut a break. Yep. That you work 40 hours a week in the midst of a pandemic. That's that a lot work. in and of itself. Like the world is, is crumbling around us as we know it. And that's light. Like, I don't even know anybody who's just going to work and coming home in the midst of a pandemic right now. We all no. have so much more going on. We yeah. all have so much more going on. So yeah. give yourself grace. Don't be so quick to self-diagnose because you, you relate to two mm-hmm. of 18 criterias for major depressive disorder. Mm-hmm. Give yourself grace and understand that what you are experiencing right now You've never experienced because exactly. I, I only know a couple of people. I don't even know a couple of people. I'm not even going to tell your listeners that lie. I don't know anybody personally that has been through a pandemic such as COVID that we've experienced right now. I don't Me know either. anybody. Personally. I know that there's some older generation people who have experienced some other things, you know, because mm-hmm. they believe they've graciously lived that long. But most of your listeners at this moment, the pandemic is probably the closest we've probably seen to something like the black plague. Like, like that's where we are. Yeah. So give yourself grace to know that you are experiencing something that you have never experienced. Yeah. We have never experienced what this is. So hopping back to the other question, uh, the, the other part to the question. I love the TikTok mental health uh, therapist. I don't have one that I favorite because I'm not a, um, I'm not an avid TikToker, honestly, sis. I only watch TikTok for you, and I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> okay. I appreciate um, you. <laughs> I only watch TikTok for you and your acting skills and all that kind of stuff. That's what <laughs> takes me to TikTok. So I don't have a preferred. I wish I had a preferred therapist that I could say, y'all, I stand by this therapist TikTok. Um, but I don't because I don't frequent you know, TikTok as often. So, um, But I definitely do think there's some good in what TikTok is being able to provide people when it comes to mental health. Yeah. Um, but again, do your research, 
Um, there's free resources. So do that research to be able to um, back, just fact check it, you know. Don't, right. Don't, you know, just fact check it a little bit. Make sure you've at least heard it two or three times on somebody, <laughs> on different therapists, um, you know, like different therapists. TikToks. Don't just go on Facebook. Like, right. You know, fact check it a little bit. Yeah. Willa said, don't, "Don't just take it and run, baby. Just don't just yeah, don't do that. Don't just take it and run." run but that's actually Funny. a perfect segue into my next question for you. What you got? What is your best advice for someone who cannot afford therapy right now, but mm-hmm. they still want to begin their healing process? That's great. And whoever that is that you're talking to, because I know you're talking to somebody in that specific moment. Um, <laughs> First off, the fact that you're even seeking healing for whatever you are experiencing, yeah, homie, girlfriend, brother, sis, like do that. Like I appreciate you for even getting to that step to even say, okay, I want to move forward. I want to grow. I want to heal because it takes eons <laughs> for people to even get to that step to yeah. say, I want to, I want to start on a healing journey because that's uncomfortable. That's really uncomfortable. You got to confront some stuff with that, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you do, you do. So whoever that is, homie, brother, sis, cousin, whoever that is, I just want to thank you for loving yourself in that way. Right. So resources. So there, I w- I'll give a couple of resources. There's a lot of free apps and things that I recommend my clients because I can't be there with them 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of apps that I would recommend. Number one, I would definitely recommend Talkspace to people. Okay. Um, those are That's probably one of the common ones that people see in regard to seeking, um, seeking services and may not being able to afford it. Um, there's also one book that I recommend to a lot of my clients that are dealing with complex trauma um, because that's a little something that not just an app can handle. Mm-hmm. So that book that I normally give to some of my clients who are dealing more with some additional traumas is called Taming Your Gremlin by Rick Carson. I love it. And that. it's a workbook. Taming Your Gremlin. It's a workbook. Because um, I, I got to be able to write. I have gone through yeah. this workbook myself. Um, it gives you a lot of techniques about dealing with some of the monsters that you may have in your mind. Um, giving you a lot of information about emotional balance. Like it's, it's, it's a very great interactive book that you can get. I think the book is maybe like 10 bucks on Amazon. Not bad at all. Like not bad at all. 10 bucks on Amazon. Um, definitely for sure. Um, there's again, a plethora of information, but those that Taming Your Gremlin and then Talkspace will be two of the ones that I recommend a lot to my clients. But there's also so many other um, resources. There's so many apps. Um, I think one is called Real, like R-E-A-L, like Real. Um, also, some other apps can be, um, let's see, Sober is a good app for anybody who is experiencing any self-injurious behaviors and you're trying to you know, work on keeping track of that. It's called Sober. Um, also, also do a little bit of research of some therapists who are taking pro bono clients. Mm-hmm. Um, there are therapists out there that will do pro bono. I'm not sure how, um, 
I guess how frequent it is in North Carolina. I'm just telling y'all the truth. I don't know, but definitely do a little bit of research on some pro bono client, a pro bono therapist, and also some support groups. Support groups. Most support groups are free. Um, find you a support group. A lot of them are virtual right now. You don't even have to leave your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so find you a support group as well that you can um, get yourself engaged in, and that's free convenience of your home, whatever. So those are my resources for anybody who's able to, um, who wants to start on that healing process, but can't afford the $30 a week, $60 a week, $130 a week in Mm -hmm. therapy for sure. Okay. Those are all amazing, amazing resources. And I appreciate you sharing those um, low cost options or no cost options. Um, I know that therapy for black girls has a, um, what is it called? A, not a catalog, but oh. like there's, they have a whole catalog of oh, black female about- therapists. Yes. I, yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, yeah. So sometimes, oh, and also there's blackgirltherapy.com. I want to say yes, I'll put these is. in the link in yes, our bio please. on Instagram on blacktherapy.com, you can actually choose an option for therapists who have a, a sliding scale. So yes. Quila, can you talk about like some of the frequently asked questions for when you are going to seek a therapist? Um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Kind of like, you know, uh, sliding scales, what a sliding scale is, what questions to ask a therapist because you kind of have to interview your therapist before you start it's a good idea to interview so could you talk to us a little bit about that yes I recommend anybody interview their therapist like I don't I don't care if you got insurance I don't care if you can pay a thousand dollars a week interview your therapist make sure you and your therapist match Mm -hmm. make sure y'all vibe make sure your therapist is credentialed in what you want Make yes. sure your therapist um, knows what she's talking about. Fact check your therapist. Like I recommend, nice. oh my, fact check me, girl. If you feel some type of way, fact check me. So some of the questions that I get asked and some of the questions I also recommend people ask, ask your therapist, even if you don't even know what your therapist is saying, but ask your therapist, what type of evidence-based practice does your therapist use? Number one, you don't want your therapist just talking out the side of her neck, giving you the advice that she got from her mama, that her mama got from her grandma. Y'all, let's be real. It's 2021. We don't want that. We healing. We trying to heal from real. We trying to dig our holes deeper. So ask your your therapist, what type of evidence-based practices are they using? Because if they're able to tell you this, you can Google that evidence-based practice and say, okay, this is what my therapist will be teaching me on. Mm -hmm. And that evidence-based practice will be what your therapist is guiding the framework of you all session. So it won't just be like she talking out the side of her neck or he talking out the side or they, let me, let me be real, let me be real correct. Or, or they are talking out the side of their neck. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely number one. Number two, don't be afraid to ask your therapist personal questions. Like, what do you do for self-care? I don't want my therapist showing up for me already, being completely honest, y'all. I don't want my therapist coming to me and her problems are way heavier than what I'm trying to say the night before. 
ask your therapist yes. what kind of self care practices are they taking in. Yep. Ask them that. I promise you, your mm-hmm. therapist will be like, okay, all right, I see you. Your therapist will definitely do that. Mm-hmm. The third thing that I recommend that you ask your therapist or speak to your therapist about is talk to your therapist again about sliding skills. Talk to your therapist again about cost and what kind of resources they have if you are not able to financially provide or financially cover your therapy sessions. Being completely honest, y'all, you may be able to handle that $40 one week, but the next week, that $40 may be what you need for gas. In and um, out. That $40 yep. may be Exactly. Like you never know, being completely honest, that $40 could go to your tire because you just got a flat yesterday. Like that yep. is so, you know, that comes at the, at the you know, most inconvenience time. Um, but ask your therapist about their financial options. Do they have any situations where, you know, if I'm, if I'm able, if I'm not able to pay that session, what do I have? What are my options? Um, and then they'll be able to inform you all about, you know, sliding scales. There's a new thing called out called pay bill, I, I think, which is another like a formal slide, a sliding scale. Um, don't quote me on that, y'all, at all. But um, definitely, those would be my three questions I would at first, if you don't have anything that you need to ask your therapist, ask your therapist those three questions. Now, Also, don't be afraid to be personal with your therapist. And I know a lot of therapists may kind of give me a side eye with that. But when I'm interviewing a therapist, I also want to know that they're human. I also want to know that they are a person. Yeah. And that they actually are able to care. Nobody wants a therapist who sees you as a number. Exactly. And a lot of better yet, a paycheck. Exactly. And a lot of therapists get like that, y'all. I'm just going to be completely honest. Wow. So don't be afraid to ask your therapist personal questions so that you know that they are human and they care about what they actually do. And they're just not here to count you as a client number 52 for the yeah. week. Okay. Um, and I also had another thought that I wanted to pull into that, but it slipped my mind. Um, oh, as a black woman, I make sure I ask my my therapist because I do have a therapist shout out to my therapist that's out there hey girl hey um so (laughs) I (laughs) I do have a therapist and I always make sure I ask my you know therapist what's your stand on white supremacy what's your stand on things that are dealing right now with our black culture talk about it on things that are dealing with police brutality what's your things on mental health right now like I want to know what my therapist thinks because girl if we left and right, we're not gonna mess well. And not I, at I don't all. know if you can help me on my journey of like, like that's just that. And even if you're a black woman and you have a white therapist, I'm gonna take it hard being able to talk about things like that because I make sure that when we have situations like that in the media, I give all of my clients space to discuss that. I don't yeah. care if you white, black, purple, brown, yellow, whatever, because it all impacts us. So mm-hmm. making sure that your therapist can hold space for you to be able to talk freely, no matter if you need to talk about, you know, black and brown skin that day. Make sure your therapist is competent in that nature to be able to discuss those things. That so is that's what so I, important. That's what I would interview my therapist with um, if I was seeking a therapist and needed somebody. 
Absolutely. And that's such valuable information that sometimes you can't find online. Like sometimes it sounds better coming directly from, as the old folks might say, from the horse's mouth. It sounds, (laughs) you know, it sounds better. And it's more digestible when you hear someone actually speaking about that. But mm-hmm. um, I do appreciate you sharing with the audience um, that in particular, because people do have so many questions about therapy, how to receive treatment, you know, what what to do, what to ask. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people don't feel as comfortable asking everybody. So, you know, yes. that's why we created this safe space for yes. you know, whole cells to be celebrated and not tolerated. Yes, honey. Speaking of being celebrated and not tolerated, how, Queen, do you celebrate yourself? Y'all, I can't even front with you. Like, <laughs> y'all, I struggle. How, like, how to celebrate myself? Now, I tell you what, I do have my nice, you know, as, as you know, if you talk to somebody young, my adult fun on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I do have my adult fun that I celebrate all my accomplishments with whether my adult fun to be go grab a glass of wine, go grab a nice okay. bourbon, whatever that may be, you know. So I tend to make sure and to keep it 100 with y'all, I tend to make sure that I celebrate myself by being wrapped around a supportive network. Yes. That, that they are going to see me and see when I need more than what I can even give myself and Mm -hmm. honestly y'all that's how I celebrate myself because if I if I can't function and they can pick up on that I need that I need for somebody to see me and that's what my support system does they see me when I can't even see myself Mm, so talk about it sis honey I take that as celebration because I'm able to see when I need to flip my switch. I'm able to see when I need to pick up a little bit of my self-care. Mm-hmm. I'm able to see when I need to you know, change, move a little differently and all of that. So that's honestly, I know it sounds probably um, like no, an oxymoron. That is so good. I celebrate so good. myself to make sure that my support system is on my shoulders and I have people in my corner that I can trust, people in my corner I can be vulnerable and transparent with. Like that's, that's, that's where it's at. Yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. And, you know, that's that's part of what this show is about is to show people that there are so many ways to celebrate yourself. And sometimes one of the best ways to celebrate yourself is to make sure that you have a supportive circle of people Mm -hmm. around you who will catch you if you fall. So that's so good. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Because somebody needed to hear that, sis. You're welcome. You're welcome. Somebody needed We got to be so intentional. We got to be so intentional about our support systems. Like. Precisely. So intentional. Absolutely. And I completely agree. Keep that circle that you all have close. But Mm -hmm. make sure you got the right people in that circle. Yes. Make sure you got the right ones to support you. Who will see you. Who will validate you. Who will acknowledge you who you can feel vulnerable and transparent with Mm -hmm. because if you don't y'all it's a lonely it's a lonely world out here by yourself we are not meant to flourish alone no we're not we are not meant to flourish alone so whether that means you have just one person you're not alone but making sure that you have that support system is where it's at y'all like 
that support system is what you need. That support system is how you get through when times are rough and you can't get out of the bed. Yes. You can't do what you need to do. You yeah. Know? And the so. journey to healing is already lonely enough. Like, confront yourself at every step of the way and form that accountability for how you showed up previously, but also yes. understanding this is not how you want to show up anymore. So exactly. that journey can exactly. feel like extremely lonely because not everybody, and you can talk about this for sure. Not everybody is going to be happy for the fact that you are no longer uh, maintaining, you know, no. that paradigm that you once had. You're trying, Girl, to, what a trying to grow, right? You're trying to right. change your paradigm. Change paradigm. And there were some people yeah. who were probably benefiting from you having the one paradigm. And exactly. so that's, that's what I mean when I say this road can get very lonely when you start uh, taking full accountability and ownership for how you show up in the world and Speak also how you allow people to show up in your life, baby. Like that's funny. I always, one of my main things I tell my clients is you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. Okay. And that may not be the easiest thing. Setting boundaries for yourself, telling people you can't treat me like this. Yes. Telling people and communicating with people that what you said hurt my feelings. Oh, y'all, people ain't gonna want to stick around for that. No. Nope. People ain't gonna want to see you heal. People ain't gonna want to see you healthy. People don't because they like, just like she said, they thrive off of you being in that negative space. Misery loves company. Mm-hmm. They thrive off of you being in that negative space. So to even begin to change how you thought, think, to be able to change some of the way you move, people are going to be like, what? Oh, she mm-hmm. acting funny. She bougie now. She just started going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And she bougie now, honey. Mm-hmm. No, that's healing. That's growth. Mm-hmm. And if they want to stay in that space of not growing, let them. That's on them. Let them. Misery don't like my company, baby. <laughs> Misery don't like honey. my company. No. I will have you brainwashed into achieving all your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, you believing in yourself, you loving yourself. All of that. Listen. Well, anyway, Miss Quila, I am so grateful that you graced the Hilt podcast, honey. Oh my gosh. Dropped so many gems today. And I just know there is someone listening right now who needed to hear exactly what you have to say. So tell us where we can find you online. Yeah. Where can we find you? Where can we find your work? Where can somebody reach out to you if they want to become a client of yours? Give us a tease. Awesome. All right. So y'all, I'm actually going to, because y'all are Miss Amber Kenny Lowe's, my beautiful line sisters, (laughs) listeners, y'all get real personal with me. Now, people, other people don't get this. So I'm actually going to share with y'all my personal email address. um, So you guys can contact me directly. If you have questions, if you want to know more about what to ask your therapist, if you need to know more resources because you can't afford therapy, do not hesitate to reach out to me. And I tell y'all that on a personal level, strictly personal level. So my email address is Shaquilla, 
And that is S H A Miss uh, Amber Kenny Lowe. She'll link it somewhere. Y'all will see it on you yes, know, something or whatever. You. But that's S H A Q U I L L A with a period and my last name Jones J O N E S the number two the number zero at gmail.com. Nothing even fancy, y'all. I'm giving y'all personal access to me because if y'all try to like, you know, message me at work, you know, I may be like, who is this? But <laughs> if I know y'all are from my beautiful line sister and you're a listener of that, please, again, do not reach out to hesitate. Do not hesitate to reach out to me on my personal email. I will also give you guys um, my direct work number, my direct work sale. If you guys want to shoot me a text message as well. Um, and that is 919, area code 919-726-2463, y'all. I think that's right, but give me a second to verify that because, um, did I say 6423? Girl, I don't know. I hope so, y'all. I don't forgot. I'm going to give it to you again, though, just to make sure. 919, <laughs> area code 726-6423. Don't even ed- edit that out. Let people know that I'm real, okay? And, you know, I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you. So listen, Miss uh Miss Quila got y'all. So if you do have some questions, <laughs> I really, really yes. hope that you've reached out to her. And ain't no shame in our game, baby. Reach out yes, for reach help when you need it. Please do yes. not try to do this stuff on your own. But um, I love y'all tremendously. I want to thank Quila, my beautiful line sister, one more time for coming on thank the Heels Podcast. Thank you. You all are not following the Hilt podcast on Instagram, the Hilt with the T, T podcast. Uh, go ahead and hit that follow button and subscribe to our email list. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel, honey. Like, we trying to grow. Uh, but yeah. it's been such a pleasure this evening, y'all. Well, whenever you're listening to this podcast, you might be listening in the morning time. We never know. Uh, but I love y'all so much. Um, keep in mind, stay awesome and stay healing y'all got this if you or anyone that you know is in crisis help is available please dial the national suicide prevention lifeline that is available 24 hours at 800-273-8255 800-273-8255